Have you ever had to make a really big decision about something in your life and you're just stuck? You don't know what to do next. Well, if that's you, you are going to love today's episode, episode 20, because we're going to talk about six steps, six clear things you can do when you're facing a big decision and you need direction. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful inspiration to help you step out of stress and overwhelm and into a balanced life full of peace, purpose, and meaning, the full vibrant life that God has planned for you. So find a cozy spot and let's get started on today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I am Alicia Michelle, your host, and as a Christian life coach, I am here to help you, the amazing woman that you are, to create balance, purpose, and a clear roadmap to a happier life. Today, we're talking about decision-making, and girl, you know that you and I get stuck in this process sometimes because there's just so many big things that we're faced with in life. And so often there's not a clear path. There's a good path and there's a maybe better path, but we're not sure. And we get stuck because we want to not make mistakes. We don't want to have to go back and do it again. Or we're afraid that we're going to mess it up somehow, mess up our life, or we're going to do step outside of God's plan or disappoint people around us. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? I mean, you get it. I know you get it because I know I get it and I live it too. And I'm, I'm like you in a lot of ways. So we're going to clarify some things today. We're going to talk about some very specific things that you can do the next time you're up against a transition or you're going through a trial or something difficult and you just need to know what the next best decision is and how to get to that place. Really, this is the general framework that I take my coaching clients through when they're facing a life transition or if when they need clarity around a situation. And so if you are interested in working one-on-one with me through this whole process, I wanted to tell you up front that you can apply to work with me as your coach. And to do that, you go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching, and you can fill out an application there and we can go from there. So let's talk about these six steps and let's talk about these decision-making skills that you can use. And the best part about these steps is that they involve Jesus. They involve the Holy Spirit. And that is critical, of course, because we can make decisions all day long based on our own wisdom. You and I are smart women, but the problem is we only can see what's in front of us. We can't see the full picture of what's going on outside of just our own little worlds. And we really can't understand every part of us, every nuance of us. And and so therefore, we don't sometimes make the wisest decisions when we just base it on our own intellect. I mean, the other thing is too, that we're influenced by our hormones and our, our emotions and and our own vested interests. I mean, let's be honest, okay? So it's super important that we include Jesus. We include the Holy Spirit. We include God the Father, the whole Trinity in every part of our decision-making. And that's why I'm excited to share this with you because it does exactly that. Some people have talked about when making decisions, something called a decision tree. And you can Google that online and find out what that actually is. But I wanted to say that decision trees are good. Basically, a decision tree is is saying, 
it's like a, a graph. I, I know you've seen these, like a graph or a model where you say, okay, if I do this, this and this could happen. And that's great for mapping out things. And you might find that useful in this process. But like I said, I'm, what we're going to talk through today, I really feel is much more strategic, logic-based, based on the wisdom of the word, and really allows for the nuances of our own individual situations that we're facing. So I want to give you a better solution than just a decision tree, if that's something that you have used in the past. All right, so let's get started here. And the six steps to take when you're facing a big decision. So step one, step one is to stop. And that may seem counterintuitive, but let me tell you why stopping absolutely has to be your first step when you're about to make a big decision. So often we make decisions um, based out of fear, based out of just needing to make a decision right now. And we don't give ourselves the opportunity and the chance to really come from a place of groundedness, of, of wise counsel within ourselves, of um, just being able to get clarity about what's really happening. And we're just rushing. We're rushing from one thing to the next. And that is maybe okay in our everyday decisions like, should I wear the blue dress or the red dress? Or should I make my kid's lunch or let him make it? I mean, those are the kind of decisions we have to make every day. If you're a mom, you, have, you know that you have to make that kind of decision. But these are the decisions like, what is my career path? Or, or what do I do now in this next season of my life? Or my kids are leaving and I really feel like there's this, this big thing in front of me, but I really don't know what it is and I need to accomplish it. What, it, what could it be? And, and how do I know that I'm making the right decision? Or maybe you have two really good decisions. Like, I, should I um, follow up with, with this lead in you know, following this job? Or should I, should I go over here and try something completely new? I mean, the, of course, the, the, the worlds are endless of what could be happening, but it all starts by stopping. And when we stop, we need to work intentionally on finding that balance, that calm, because when we make decisions from calm, we make wise decisions. So what I would encourage you to do, uh, we have a resource on the website, and I've mentioned it several times here on the podcast called a life balance quiz. And I can link to that in the show notes so you can you can go there and um, download it yourself. But this allows you to really just understand what's going on inside of us, inside of you, as you're making this decision, what parts really need to be nourished? Because when, again, we make decisions out of imbalance, there is a higher propensity for us to have to backtrack or to try again. So if we can stop and just breathe and work on rejuvenating those four parts of self, that spiritual self, emotional self, intellectual self, and physical self, we can make those calm, clear, rational decisions from a healthy mindset. I will share a resource that I use with my clients, and I also will share some other podcast episodes that talk about that. But this is the foundation, stopping and finding balance. Okay, step two, identify your purpose and intentions. This is where we ask ourselves, okay, what am I really about? What are my core values? And I don't mean, again, I don't mean values in the sense of I'm a Christian and I do. I want to do good things and want to do the right thing. I mean values like what is important to you in your life? It may be important to you to be really creative. It may be really important to you to have family time. It may be important to you to have alone time. It may be important to you to have a lot of time socially working with other people. You need to identify what is important to you and how you were made and then what your superpowers are from that. 
my coach gave me this concept. Well, I'm sure it's not something that she invented, but she was the one who first introduced me to this idea of having superpowers. And I really believe that you have superpowers because I know I do. And there's not a woman that I have met yet that doesn't have them. And these are those things that are unique to you, that you're really just naturally gifted at. These are gifts that God has given you. Maybe it's connecting with other people, understanding, empathy. For me, I my superpower is being able to understand other people's situations and really distill down for them what's going on at the core and help them create realistic plans that will help them get where they want to go. And of course, that's why I'm a life coach, because that is something that God has given me. And I also have a special passion and empathy for women, because I have gone through my own struggles in life. And I'm always still working on myself in these areas that I coach women around, especially like life balance and finding purpose and things like that. And I want to give back to those women who are searching, who are seeking, and I want to be able to be with them and walk alongside them on the path. And so those are some of my superpowers. And again, that's helped me determine why coaching has been a great option for me. But so I want you to, in this step two, to really understand what are your core values? What's, what were you made to do? What do you want your life to be about? What's the legacy that you want to leave? And these are big questions. I know, I get it, girl. These are huge questions, but they're so important because Our lives are the summation of all of these decisions that we're making, and we must be intentional to make the most of it, especially as I don't know if you felt like this, but I've heard from so many women lately, like the years are just going by so fast, like, oh my gosh, I want to make a difference. I want to make this count because I just see time slipping by. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy, isn't it? How can the decision that you're about to make help you take steps toward or away from the legacy that you want to create. Step three, we're going to consider God's truth. What aspects of this decision are clearly determined through God's word? So there are some parts of every decision that we typically can find the answers to in God's word. It's pretty black and white. You know, for example, um, if uh, we had to make a decision about whether to, I'm going to give you something really crazy here, but to... Um, copy our friend's book concept and to write our own book about it. That's not a good decision because it's stealing. The word of God's pretty clear. Like we don't steal. It's not right to steal. God doesn't honor that. There are decisions too. Like we make this decision. It would require us to not have time to spend with the Lord every day and not be able to put him first. You know, if you were having to make a decision like, well, I, I want this, this job or this, this career path, but it's going to require all of this time and energy from me, even in the short term. You know, you have to decide, well, is that going to sacrifice these really core things that God wants you to have in your life? One of them being seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. So we have to consider what are some of the black and white issues of the decision that you're making. And then find the specific Bible verses or Bible stories to really um, understand that situation more deeply because sometimes we, th- there's, you know, there's so many gray areas, but thankfully we have the Bible to give us specific answers about um, certain things, things that really make a difference and really matter. They're like the boundary rails to keep us in the right way. When you go bowling, you can have those little rails that set up so that you don't fall into the gutter on the side. Do you ever bowl with those? I Okay, so I totally, I admit this, I have to bowl with those things on the gutters because I'm such a terrible bowler. It's horrible, I know, but that's me. <laughs> 
So we put them up for the kids, but secretly they're really for me. Anyway, so those guideposts that are in God's word are like those little, little rails that you put in the gutter. But there's all kinds of gray areas, right? And I'm going to go back to that bowling example, the gray area of how do you throw the ball and, 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 and how do you, where do you stand? And everybody's kind of got their own technique. And it is so awesome. This really freed me when I learned this, that God has given us freedom. He has specifically, I believe, allowed gray areas because he wants us to be able to make a decision that honors our own individuality and our own personality. It is amazing to think about. And sometimes we can get so stuck in this process of like, well, I, I just, I have to make the right decision. I have to do the right thing. And we're just like, ah, but what if it's not God's will? Ah, does God want me to move to New Jersey or to New York? Or does he want me to stay in North Carolina or, or, or move to California? And the answer usually, unless there's some huge moral issue attached to it, and God has left that to us, that he promises to bless us. He promises to be with us. He promises to give us his spirit to guide us in these decisions. So we can let these gray areas be gray. We can take a deep breath around that. We can relax. We can be okay with letting God give us those that freedom to choose within those areas. But first, we have to delineate which are the gray areas and which are the black and white areas. So that's what step three is. Consider God's truth. Step four, brainstorm potential solutions. Now, this is kind of where we take the first three steps and we write down as many solutions as we can think of that consider all three of these aspects. So our own identity, obviously we're, we're speaking again from a grounded, balanced kind of place. And, and just to go back to talk about grounding and balance to kind of free you if this is something you're struggling with and you're thinking about because it's something that I struggle with sometimes. Finding balance is never going to be something that you attain fully and you're just like, okay, I found balance. You can find a really good rhythm that includes balance and includes that foundation. And that is what we're aiming for. 90%, you know, 80% doing our best and feeling calm and, and balanced overall. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. But as long as it's forefront and it's something that we're working toward, that's what makes the difference. All right. I hope you got that. Brainstorm potential solutions. So we're going to consider what we learned about our own identity, which is, you know, what are my values? What are my superpowers? What do I want my life to be about? We've determined which aspects of the decision are determined by God's word, which are kind of left gray. And considering all of that, now here's where we can write down as many solutions as we can think of. And this is where we can go crazy. Just consider all three of these aspects and think, okay, what could be what could happen and play with it? This is where life is fun. We sometimes find the most incredible answers by just thinking outside the box and not being afraid to go, well, what if, you know, we did a whole episode not recently on being curious and asking, well, you know, why not? And so I'll link to that in the show notes too, because that's a really, a really great skill in finding vibrant living and finding joy because Life is so open for all the great things that we can accomplish. So this is an opportunity for you to do that. Write those things down and just keep a running list. And I guarantee you that they're going to come to you in the least likely places, right? You're going to be in the shower. You're going to be just going to sleep. You're going to be just waking up. And here is something that I've learned that's really transformed how I look at rest. I can almost 100% guarantee you that when you incorporate rest and you incorporate that balance you will find so many solutions that you never thought of coming to you in these moments. 
I can't tell you how often I have been thinking of a, a podcast episode or just something I wanted to share with you when I was alone and just resting or just I had my brain turned off, you know? So give yourself time to really allow these things to percolate and to that for them to come through and to let rest and to let balance do its job and helping it come out of you. It's, it's really a great process. And then also think about insight a, f- a few friends might have. So you know, there's a handful of people in your life who are full of wisdom and who you know are listening to the spirit and who can just help you have some ideas, maybe some um, insight into what you're going through. And most importantly, most importantly, pray, pray for God to reveal answers as you continue to spend time with him. Pray for God to give you that, that little pinch in your spirit or that, that feeling we get when we just kind of see things lining up where we can kind of see the bigger picture. God doesn't always give that, you know, it's, it's, that's not a guarantee, but I think you've experienced it. I, I know I have when you just can see, wow. Yeah, I see how the threads of this are connected to the threads of that and how this might be where he's leading me. And that is is really beautiful and powerful when we can get to that place. But again, it comes when we can slow down, we can find that peace, we can hear from him. So step five is set yourself up for success. Consider your mindset. Consider how you are made and think about where you get stuck. So often we get stuck in things like inner critic, we get stuck just in not having the good, a right perspective on things. Again, we t- talked about that several episodes in this podcast, so I'm going to link to those. And I want you to be able to, to work through that if that's something that you struggle with. But it's, it's, it's just identifying that. Again, not having a mastery of those things, but just being aware of well, what could be the things that could trip me up in moving forward. Um, some of us are procrastinators. Some of us have to have it perfect before we move forward. I'm raising my hand on that one, girl. Some of us have to have it all figured out before we can make a decision. And, you know, we're going to talk about that in step six. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we have to just say, what are the things that could trip me up? And then what do we need to successfully move forward? How can you stay encouraged? How can you stay upbeat about this and connected to Christ through this? What things do you need to implement in your life to really keep that decision like forefront and working for you, right? And um, you can, I would encourage you to list specific strategies and actions. And there might be people in your life who can hold you accountable to these important mindset shifts. And there may not be. And honestly, this is where a coach is, is, is great. Because even if you do have a husband or a best friend or a mom or a sister or somebody that you can trust to give you some insight, a coach is awesome because they can help you see those deeper things that you may not see. And they've been trained to ask those questions and to, to really discern those things. And then they are dedicated to helping you overcome them as they inevitably will come up throughout this whole process and helping you just have a, a mindset shift out of that and helping you reframe some of the issues that you may, go, may be going through. So, that's a great opportunity. Again, this whole process is a great opportunity to have a coach, but this is one of those reasons why coaching can be really effective as we're making decisions. All right. Lastly, step six, take imperfect action. This phrase has kicked my behind, brought clarity, helped me, all of the above. 
in the last probably nine months to a year as I have been working with a coach and having her help me just understand how I was really paralyzed for a long time in making decisions because I, like I said, I had to have all the answers. I had to have it figured out. I needed to know the details from start to finish. I needed God to give me the download, right? I just wanted God to be like, all right, first you're going to do this, then you're going to do this. And if I didn't have that, I was, I was really scared. And I've learned that so many things in life are, are fluid, that there's really very few things outside of parenting, marriage, you know, we can make, obviously make big decisions within those that can um, damage our relationships dramatically. But really, there's very few decisions in life that we make that are going to ruin our lives, destroy us, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All these things that keep us from just moving forward. And this is often a point that I find that people get stuck because like I said, it's we we just want the answer. We want God to give us a download step by step. But quite often he's not going to. The direction that he's given us through all of this and 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 the wisdom he's provided maybe through a coach or through friends or through her word. And then we have to take that leap. That's where trust comes in. That's where faith comes in. And that's more opportunity to allow him to be part of this decision process because then we're saying, God, I trust you. I believe you're calling me to this because you've confirmed it in all of these ways. And now I'm going to still be holding your hand as I take this leap and move forward. And wow, isn't that amazing? Because you and I know as humans that if we just got the answer, we'd be like, all right, thanks. See you, God. I'm good. See you later. You know, and that's just not good for for us, right? And and God knew that. And so there is still, of course, always going to be that little bit of, oh, what if? But we have to take imperfect action. And one example that I had of this, talking about exercise, my coach was talking to me about how she makes decisions about how to move her body. And she was in a state where she was trying to figure out, well, what do I what do I do? And I was in this place a few months ago and I was trying to figure out, well, I know I need to be moving more, but I don't really know what that is. I don't really know, like, I don't really like this and I don't like that, but I know I need to do it. It's just, I need to find something that's fun. And so some of the things that she talked about through her journey on that really helped me. And that's what I'm talking about here with Imperfect Action. She said, you know what? I just said, all right, what could be interesting? And she gave like, you know, maybe it's cycling or, or yoga or gymnastics class or a dance class or swimming, all of these things that she listed that could be interesting. And then she just said, you know what? I'm going to try it for a month. I'm just going to try it. And I'm going to see what happens. And if I don't like it, I cancel it. That's it, right? That's it. It really is that simple. And sometimes when we make these decisions, if we can carry our thought process down to the end of, okay, and what if that happens? Okay, and what if that happens? And what if that happens? And we can work through the fear of it and we realize, huh, yeah, you know, okay, we'll be okay. You know, thinking about for me, when my husband lost his job, one of the places we were considering moving was to Colorado. And of course, um, we had several factors we were considering and all of these things. It was a huge decision. And what finally freed me in the process was to work through those fears. And one of my fears was, well, you know, what if it doesn't work out? What if I lose my job there or my husband loses his job there? We lose employment. Okay, then we'll look for another job. Okay, but what if we don't find any other jobs? Okay, well, then maybe we'll consider moving back. Okay, well, if we consider moving back, what would that look like? Well, we would sell our house and then we would move back. 
Well, what if we couldn't sell our house? Well, then we would find a friend to live with, or we would live with my parents or something like there's, it may not be like my first choice, but we, it would work. We would make it work. Okay. And through it all, God will be with us, right? Okay. You see that the earth isn't going to stop rotating (laughs) and your life isn't going to end when you make a decision. It frees you to make imperfect action. So once you have done that, you've considered all the solutions and considered the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, most importantly, choose one, just pick one and see based on all of those factors, what could be a choice that would be reasonable and then take imperfect action. So determine a rough plan of what steps you would need to take. So what is that first baby step to make that decision reality? What is that first step? And then once you've done that first step, stop and celebrate because you took a step, right? You moved forward. That's awesome. Then ask yourself, well, what's the next step I can take? And then take that step and then stop and celebrate. Because along the way, you'll find it's going to be like a snowball. If you're familiar with Dave Ramsey and his uh, debt solution strategies for paying off debt and moving to financial freedom, he talks about the first step is to get $1,000 in the bank saved, and then to pay off your bills from from the lowest amount to the highest. And he calls this the debt snowball because what what you find is that as you start paying off things, even though it's the smallest thing, you think, huh, I paid off that one. All right, let's do that again. Huh, I did that. Hey, look at me. I can actually do this. And so you start moving towards it. So it's just this really amazing concept that we can use in any decision we're making or any kind of progress we're making towards a goal is taking a baby step, celebrating, and then moving forward. So those are the six steps that I encourage clients to take. These are the decision steps that I make when I'm facing a decision. And I hope that they're encouraging to you. And again, most of all, I just pray that you hear through this that decision-making doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be strict and concrete and rigid. It's an invitation, really, to stop and to dream and to, to find out, wow, what could happen? What does God really desire in this situation? What could He be up to? It's a chance to be curious. It's a chance to be just piqued by what He's doing. Well, friend, I have really enjoyed talking to you about decision-making. I love to help women who are stuck in a decision, who are going through a life transition, who are going through a difficult time and just don't know what their next best step would be. I would love to walk with you through that process. So if you are interested in having a guide for this, obviously there's a lot of things that can come up along the way that a guide can help you with. Um, especially mindset stuff and obstacles that you can overcome. I would love to learn more about your situation and to help you determine if coaching is a good fit for you. So to do that, you're going to go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching and fill out an application there on the page. All right, girl. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Have a great week and we'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you were encouraged or inspired by what was shared today, I would love it if you could take two seconds and leave an honest review in iTunes. I love hearing from you, and these reviews help others find the podcast. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Bye for now, and I will see you back here next week.